Welcome to Life Solved, the research podcast from the University of Portsmouth. I'm John Worsey, a writer at the university, and my colleagues and I have been exploring how studies here are changing our world today and in the future. This time, we explore the plastics in our clothes. Around 90% of polyester textiles, they don't get recycled. They end up in landfill or the natural environment. We're trying to develop new methods for recycling those polyester textiles. That's Dr Victoria Bemmer, Senior Research Fellow in the Centre for Enzyme Innovation at the University of Portsmouth. And she's joined by Nureen Kamisani, Senior Lecturer in Fashion and Textiles. You buy a garment, you stick it in the washing machine and you don't realise that you're going to be impacting creatures in the ocean. We're so disconnected from the full kind of impact of that. Together they'll lead us through the benefits and the downsides of plastics in the clothes we wear. And you'll hear about the groundbreaking research taking place at the university that could be a game changer in the way the world recycles plastics. After all, life in plastic isn't always fantastic despite what Barbie says. Plastic pollution and plastic recycling are things that many of us are increasingly mindful of. But in general, the first and possibly the last thing we think about is plastic bottles. Very rarely do we consider the plastic that we wear on our bodies. Why is that? Noreen says that almost two-thirds of modern-day fashion contains plastic, but very rarely by that name. A huge amount of our fabrics are made of plastics. So the sort of names you'll see on your care labels would be polyester, nylon, polyamide, acrylic, things like that. These are all part of this kind of group of synthetics that are plastic fabrics. And if we think about the kind of market share... It's about 62% of the textiles that are used are synthetics, mainly polyester. So it plays a huge role, and specifically in fast fashion garments. These plastic fabrics are, of course, very strong and produced in huge quantities. There's a lot that can be done creatively with the fibres to create all different looks, but they are also fairly cheap in comparison to natural fibres. So that's why they're being used a lot by fast fashion brands. A lot of these textiles were created to replace natural fibres. For example, acrylic was created to be a cheaper version of wool. Polyester was mimicking silk. So it predates that. But certainly fast fashion has accelerated all of that and also changed our relationship with clothing. So not only are we buying more, but we're using less. And I think that's actually one of the key issues we have to think about in the role of fast fashion is our relationships with our clothing and the fact that we're not using them long enough or enough. So, plastics in clothing mean cost-effective, strong and lots of colour and style options. Which sounds great, right? But Noreen's observation on how many times a garment is worn before being binned is where the challenges begin, as Victoria explains. What we find is sort of around 90% of polyester textiles, they don't get recycled. They end up either in landfill or like the natural environment as a whole. So what we're trying to do in the Centre for Enzyme Innovation is we're trying to develop new methods for recycling those polyester textiles. The Centre for Enzyme Innovation at the University of Portsmouth is leading research into enzymes, substances produced by a living organism that bring about a special biochemical reaction, and monomers, atoms or small molecules that bond together to create more complex structures 
like polymers. Still with us? Apologies for the brief chemistry lesson, but it helps explain how the process could break down polymers in our used plastics and turn them into monomers, effectively recycling at a molecular scale. We're working with enzymes, which are like small biocatalysts. So what they'll do is they'll take a polymer and they almost act as like molecular scissors to like cut it in specific places. So we can break down our polymers and then make a new polymer with it. Or we can kind of take those parts of the chain off and make other things with them. Like we can actually make vanillin from some of the monomers from a polymer chain. So we started working on PET bottles, your disposable water bottles that you get. We started working on the recycling of them. And so we're now moving into textiles. And how's it going, moving from the traditional drinks bottle to the plastic that's woven into our clothing? Challenging is the polite way of phrasing it. The problems that we have with textiles is the way the chains end up like a lot more rigid. So they're harder for our enzymes to break down. Also, when we're making textiles, they tend to have a lot of additives present in them that we don't see in plastic bottles. So things like the dyes to make like your shirt, whatever color you want it. There are often things like fire retardants added to fabrics that just aren't present in the plastic bottles. And we just don't know how those are going to impact how our enzymes work. Why the move into enzymes, though? We're already recycling plastic using other methods. What's wrong with that? We're cutting this long chain into a series of blocks and then we can reassemble those blocks. And we want to do that because some of the typical recycling methods that we have at the moment, things like mechanical, we're not breaking that chain down at all. And when we reuse these plastics, they end up being like weaker and things like that. So they don't maintain the properties that people like about plastics in the first place, like how durable they are, how strong they are, things like that. And while breaking down plastics using enzymes is a new concept, plastics breaking down in a way we'd understand in our day-to-day -day lives is something that's already happening in our washing machines. Unfortunately, this is less of a good thing. When we create fabrics, let's say we have tiny fibres and we twist them together into a yarn and then that yarn is then woven or knitted into a fabric. And then every time we wash that fabric those microfibers are being released through the washing machine sort of process. There's still research going on to actually understand what is the impact, but we know that these microfibers are being released through us just laundering our clothing. So again, people just not knowing. You buy a garment, you stick it in the washing machine, and you don't realize that you're going to be impacting creatures in the ocean, right? We just were so disconnected from the full kind of impact of that. But it's huge. Apparently, over a third of all microplastics discharged into wastewater are coming from synthetic clothing. So this is very much a sort of fashion industry problem. That takes us back to an earlier observation. If we're using plastics in our clothes for all the good reasons, durability and low cost being just two, we can go some way to counteracting the downsides. Except when we can't. In sportswear, it's very difficult to be using plastics because sportswear, of course, you're going to wear it, you're going to sweat and you're going to have to wash it again over and over again. Then every time you're washing it, you're releasing those microfibers. So where can we use polyesters in a more appropriate way? So I would suggest potentially shoes or raincoats where you want those properties, where it is something durable, something you're buying for a really long time and something that isn't laundered very often. But again, this area is still very much under research. I mean, I know there's a project in Sweden 
where they're actually looking at whether there's something in the sort of construction of the fabrics that can be done to start to minimise some of that microfiber shedding. So there's so many different areas we need to look at. But I think one of the quickest fixes, if we're thinking of, say, fashion designers specifically, I think choosing very carefully where we use synthetics could make a difference really quickly. Plastic has its place in clothing. But when it comes to sportswear and fast fashion, would the right thing be to make them out of more natural materials? The dream is to be able to produce that truly circular economy, but we're nowhere near that yet in the recycling. The problem is that, especially within the fashion space, a lot of brands are making huge claims and kind of making consumers feel like, oh, it's fine that I'm buying polyester because it will be recycled or it is made of a part of recycled polyester. And sometimes we're dealing with sort of levels of badness, but I think there needs to be more transparency and more clarity over what is the technology right now? What are we working towards? But what claims can we really make right now? When it comes to sustainable fashion, Noreen knows her stuff, partly because she has her own clothes brand. I founded Outsider in 2009. That was a time when there wasn't loads of ethical and sustainable fashion out there. And I'd worked for a lot of other brands and felt that I wanted to do something different. And I wanted to offer an alternative. So I started yeah, creating my own kind of solution, I guess. So I focused on design for longevity, using organic and natural fibers, and also designing classic versatile pieces. I almost created a fashion label to try and get people to buy less so they could buy one thing and wear it more. It was very much more of a slow fashion approach. And that brings us to the Plastics Future 2023 conference, taking place at the University of Portsmouth this month. The Plastics meeting is a three-day meeting where we'll be discussing all aspects of plastics from like policy. There's a whole afternoon session on textiles where we'll be discussing everything from design to recycling solutions at end of life. There'll be discussions and also we're going to have a small exhibition and also a workshop. So it will be really interactive actually and a chance for us to really explore together how can we utilise plastics in more sustainable and safe ways in the future and also perhaps where are plastics not supposed to be used. Noreen thinks the change that is needed has to be globally coordinated. The fashion industry has for a long, long time been sort of self-regulating. I think we need much stronger legislation. It's happening in other European countries. There are governments now passing legislation around the way that fashion brands can dispose of things. And I know also in the US, there's some new legislation that they're discussing that is very fashion industry specific. But I think we need something that will work globally because the fashion industry is a global industry. So we can't just have it happen in one place. These brands are producing in other countries, getting fabrics from one place, moving it to another place. Then it finally comes here then it ends up on a second-hand market somewhere else. So we really need a more of a global form of accountability or certifications. Honestly, I don't actually know what the answer is, but we certainly need to do a lot more and a lot faster. Plastic clearly has a purpose in the clothing industry. And used in the right places, for the right durations and the right reasons, the negatives that come from polymers in our garments can be substantially reduced. And as the University of Portsmouth embarks on its mission to use enzymes to recycle plastics more effectively than ever before, how soon does Victoria think this exciting research will become a reality? 
There is a company in France who are currently developing a pilot plant for recycling of plastic bottles. So that is quite well established. So hopefully that should be moving forward a bit more rapidly. Textiles is a completely new field for us. So that one's a little bit further away. Hopefully our experiments in the lab will go really, really well over the next 18 months and we'll be able to push forward with that one as well. Thanks for joining us for Life Solved. If you want to find out more about research at the University of Portsmouth, go to our website. You can also get news of the latest developments here at the university direct to your inbox. Just subscribe at port.ac.uk slash solve. Next time, continuing our focus on the plastic pollution crisis, we'll be talking to experts who've spent the week in Paris at the latest round of global plastic treaty negotiations. We'll find out how the work being done here in Portsmouth, especially around plastic policy and reuse systems, is playing a part on the world stage. Join us for this very special episode. 